This is Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends with me, Dr. Santo D. Marabella, your workplace advisor and teacher. Hello and welcome to Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends. And, you know, we're, we're coming from Berks County community in Pennsylvania, and there's a lot of arts and culture and while I haven't written that much about the arts and culture scene, I have been involved with it for years and years because it's just a, a, a way to contribute, but it's also a way to be a part of such a vital, a vital activity that really enhances the community. So my friend today is a friend from years and years and years, and we're both very young, but we've been friends for a long time, Iris Bellman. Iris, welcome to Office Hours. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here because we are here to celebrate community theater. So, um, community theater is—I mean, it's—it's it's it can be professional theater and still be community theater, meaning that it's a not-for-profit organization. But there's a particular theater that we both were involved with called Reading Community Players, and Reading Community Players has been around. A hundred years. hundred years. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk about that. T tell me, before we talk about how we connected, tell me how you got connected with Reading Community Players. Oh, wow. I go back. Uh, my mother was involved with Reading Community Players. Um, we had quite a number of locations uh, till we found our final home um, on North 11th Street in Reading and uh, my mother got started at the theater on North 4th Street. Um, she was involved in every aspect, production, she was on the stage, she was behind the scenes um, and there was a play that was written by um, a local friend of my mother's who was active with community players. Her name was Roma Greth. And she wrote a play called Half Ghost, Half Angel. Hmm. And they had everybody cast, but they needed a four-year-old girl to come out and say one line. <laughs> and my mother said, have I got the girl for you? And so at four years old, I said my first line on stage. And 40 years later, I said my last lines uh, while I was three months pregnant with my son. Oh my gosh. Do you actually, do you remember being on stage before? Oh, I do. I remember the line too. What was it? Aunt Mary Ellen, Aunt Mary Ellen, where are you, Aunt Mary Ellen? Uh, delivered with such poise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, from a four-year-old, yeah. yeah. What? Like, what was that like? Was that did you know right away that that this is like my thing? I really am excited about this, or you're just doing it because you wanted to please mom? And a little bit of both. I don't think I realized at four the impact that um, the theater would have on the rest of my life. But at, at that point, you know, I mean, I I just I thought this was the greatest thing. You know, I got to stay up late. Uh, I got to wear makeup. <laughs> Um, I, I delivered the line in my pajamas, so it was, you know, everything a four-year-old girl could ask for. Oh, my gosh. Did, um, do you remember 
see, this is the thing about theater versus film and TV. Theater, there's audiences. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the taking your first bow? No. That, that no. Um, not at four. I do remember um, I did, uh, the, I think the next thing I did on stage was uh, Gypsy. Um, and I was, uh, I think, in ninth grade. So I was 13, maybe. Okay. And um, I was uh, one of the, uh, the dancers with, with Gypsy. And um, that I remember. That I thought I was a big shot because <laughs> I, uh, I ended up on the, uh, the cover of our program. Um, I ended up on the cover. There was a, a, a oh gosh, what do you call it? Um, it was called uh, the the Reading Record. Oh yeah, yeah, um, Bud Bloomberg. Bud Bloomberg. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I was on the cover of that. Oh my gosh! Now, for people who aren't local or aren't old, um, <laughs> that was kind of like a nightlife theater life. You know what's going on in Reading, right? Yeah. Um, the wow. The the local version of that would be um, what Terry Frankoviak did the yeah. uh um was, was it nightlife no, no um um oh I, yeah 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 i know we're gonna I think know. of it like tomorrow i know we are young trust me it's yeah. just that yeah. our brains aren't uh, but uh, i know what you're talking about because they used to, my dad's band we used to be featured in that all yeah. the time um and herbie kaplan originally yes, yes. did that yep yeah. yep um inside writing inside writing yes yes cool so so mom was involved Lots of friends, lots of, lots of, uh, I think you've talked about this before, about family becoming, friends becoming family. Mm -hmm. I mean, it truly was like growing up in the theater, right? Oh, I, I literally, I, I literally grew up in the theater. Um, I don't have the story that um, other actors have that, you know, they were born in the, the trunk of the theater. <laughs> but I, I literally, from, the, from four years old on, um, I, I wasn't on stage, but I was at the theater. I was helping to paint. I was hammering nails into sets. Um, I was uh, ushering. Um, and then, you know, I did Gypsy, and it just bloomed from there for me. Um, I did the Prime of Miss Jean Brody. I, I, I would do at least one or two shows a year. Mm -hmm. Um, the, where I was on stage, I was acting, um, and our, our season went from September to June, I think. Mm -hmm. We were shut down. We were black for, uh, the summer months. Right. Because yeah, no air conditioning. Right. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I mean, I mopped floors. Um, that's, that's how I got just involved with everything backstage. Do you think that having the variety of experience made you appreciate being a part of the community theater or even being on stage? Oh, absolutely. Because it doesn't seem like that's necessarily the case now. People can just, oh, I want to be in this show or I want to be in that show. But community theater mm -hmm. really meant that everybody got together, got the show, got the house ready. Yep. Yep. We were, we were there. Um, I had said before, you know, you worked your way up, um, if if you want to use the phrase, the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. um, you started out doing the minimal 
the the minuscule things in the theater um, and you learned you you I, I had such amazing teachers uh, that showed me theater um, and made me feel that this is what I wanted to be when I grew up yeah. you know I, even now it's 60 you know it's still what I want to right. be when I grow up right but um, obviously you know life takes different road sometimes and but sure. you you had to you couldn't walk in the front door of the theater at least in in my day you couldn't walk in and say i want to direct um they would welcome you with open arms but they would say well first you have to mm -hmm. and second you have to and you stage managed and then once you stage managed uh, after you did everything else then um, if a, a play came along and they needed a director, you you bid for that position. Interesting. Um, and, Interesting. you know, the board, they had a, a, a play reading committee and they they reviewed whether or not. Well, part of the, I think part of the best part of a community theater is the mentoring and the teaching, like mm -hmm. you said. So we can actually, you know, I mean, it's like the first time I taught a class, they gave me the book. It was a, I was just an adjunct. And he's like, here's the book and next week's the class because we don't have somebody to teach it. And yeah. Like, okay. But, but in community theater, the whole idea was you're ready to do that. You might be nervous, you might be anxious, but when you're, when you go through all that, you're ready because you've been around so much, mm -hmm. all the different positions. You also probably respect all the different positions more. Yes. And it was, the Ready Community Players was my home. Um, I, I had two homes. I had the home that um, my mother and I had, mm -hmm. and I had the home that my mother and I shared with Reading Community Players right. members. Right. Um, but you learned that you know a nail was an important part of a set. You learned that the right paint color. Um, would make a difference in the the setting under the lighting under the, the lighting right, you right. learn the lighting um, and by by being exposed to that and being exposed to talent um, that they had everyday jobs they yeah. had Monday through Friday nine to five jobs and um, they were experts in their careers right. but they were just phenomenal with with the the theater they they knew if you went to somebody who was the backstage manager and you asked for something they knew exactly where it was they knew how to get it yeah they they pointed you in the direction or they'd say to you okay you go find it and right. then let me know you know if you right. need this is Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends, and we're kind of paying a little homage, doing a little homage to Reading Community Players in honor of their 100th anniversary or birth, uh, 1920 to 2020, and my guest is my dear friend, Iris Bellman. So let's give a little shout out to some of the folks that we remember, and I, I came a little, a lot after you did, but some of the folks who really were the kind of the foundations, mm -hmm. um, and there's great people now that nothing, you know, it's just that the people who were there then really gave us this legacy. And I, I, 
I don't take away from those individuals that are involved in it now mm -hmm. uh, because they've they've carried the the tradition that exactly. I I lived through and hopefully helped create a little bit as so did you San Santo mm -hmm. but um, these I, I made the comment the the people that are involved now um, have no clue who I am because I I walked away um, after life, life. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> you know I I had my son and um, you know I I walked away it's it's 24 25 years right. since since I was back on um, Reading Community Players stage <coughs> so the people that have moved on since I was there I give kudos to you mm -hmm. know because they kept that theater alive to to be able to celebrate exactly the, the 100th birthday well let's let's do some name dropping so we had who, who do you remember Arlene Arlene Meyer Meyer Sheldon Meyer who was her son um, who owned Meyer's costume right. shop um, it was generous to all kind of theaters in Reading. There was uh, Susie Stewart, uh, Sophia Stewart. Right. Her her. Or Aunt Susie to you. Aunt Susie, yeah. Um, she was. Your, your mom, of course, Maria Arquitas. Yeah. It, Susie Stewart was the the business manager for ever and ever and ever, and then my mom took that over, and then I took it over. Um, How about Jerry Jerry Boyer? There was Jerry Boyer. Yeah. There was Jerry Richards. Right. Male and female, Jerry Richards. Mm -hmm. um, Bill Hauser. Bill Hauser. Um, Larry Bretz. Um, Betty Lou and Bruce McLean. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. They were Tony Yadznukas, Gene Barry, um, uh, Gene Bloomberg. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, Ron it, Miller, Cindy Ron Copeland. Ron Miller, Cindy Copeland. Um, it, the, the names that I remember that today's members of Reading Community Players probably have no idea uh, who I'm talking about. Right. Those people, those names um, became my family, became my mother's best, best friends. And vacations were spent with these people. Holidays were spent with these people. Yeah. And they not only had the same love of theater that uh, I did and that my mom did, but um, they had a, a um, yeah, it's I, such a commitment. A commitment, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a commitment to, to what they were doing. Okay, I'm gonna ask you two questions. I'm gonna give you a chance to think about it while I talk a little bit. I want to know your funniest moment on stage or involved with RCP. I want to know your favorite. It might be the same. It might be different. And your your favorite moment. And then, um, like, what are the which production were you most proud of? And these can all be the same, different, whatever. But in the meantime, I just want to remind everybody, we're talking about Reading Community Players, which is. Uh, a, a wonderful group of folks, 100 years young, celebrating in 2020. Uh, started in Reading, had a number of different locations, as Iris was saying, um, from 1920 to 2020. And for me, players 
is how I could describe players as my kind of alma mater, my uh, in, the, the, in the true meaning of a soul mother, the my alma mater for theater. It was a place where people would encourage you, support you, crazy ideas. Hey, I want to direct. Hey, I'd like to put up my one act, or I have this idea, or let's try this edgy production, you know, uh, piece that may not be what we're used to, but it has good social message. And, you know, I've worked with other theaters and they've been wonderful also, but RCP was the first for me. And they were, you know, they will always have a special place in my soul. So, all right, this is Office Hours of the Practical Prof and Friends, my dear friend Iris Bellman, who is a, um, uh, an alum from Reading Community Players, which is celebrating its 100th year. So I asked her to think about three questions. Uh, funniest memory on the stage or, or involved in the production, a favorite memory, and the production or role that you are most proud of. So we can start with whatever one you want. You want Wow. Um, I was trying to think of the funniest and I, I can't. I, I, I'm trying to go back and think. The only, the, the, the funniest thing for me and probably it, it was more embarrassing than funny. <laughs> um, that is theater. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in Gypsy, um, and I said before, you know, I was on the, the cover of the program. I was right. on the cover of the, uh, uh, the Reading record. Yeah. Um, the the one scene um if nobody's familiar with gypsy the the girls that become gypsies um chorus right. in the back um rose the mother uh dyes their hair blonde and um so they become gypsy rose lee's uh right. whatever entourage <laughs> yeah but and, and they had a name something blondes okay well, everybody that was one of these little girls or one of these little dancers all had dark hair. And we all had to look exactly alike. We wore the, the same costume and we all wore um, platinum blonde wigs. Oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have my wig on. I'm thinking I'm all that and, and a bag of Doritos <laughs> because, you know, it's the... Which is not a sponsor yet, <laughs> but perhaps they will be. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You never know. Um, and so we get the picture taken, you know, and it's like a little glamour shot picture. The girls are around Gypsy and Gypsy's in the middle of the shot. And when I saw that the picture had been printed and that all these programs had been printed and um, the only thing that stood out was that I didn't have my wig on the right way. And oh so you could see the brown right, in right. front of my hair, in front of my hairline, and the wig sat back further. And nobody bothered to tell me, because I guess they didn't, they weren't focusing on me. Right. You know? And who knows, why not? <laughs> As they should have been. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> but um, that, that was probably my most embarrassing. All right, um, uh, favorite role or production? Um, and it doesn't have to be the one you're most proud of. Okay, my favorite was probably the play that you and I met each other, um, Sweet Bird of Youth. Oh, right. Um, I had a monologue, 
And it was the only, uh, I think I was mid-20s. Yep, because it was like 86-ish, 85-ish. Yeah, so this was, this was a big deal. Um, and Sweet Bird of Youth was Tennessee Williams. Yeah. So it was, you know, a, powerful. A, phew, very, very dark. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I had the monologue, and the the character that I portrayed um, was a 16-year-old who had been raped, right. and she was asked to um, relive yeah. the story. I remember that. It was chilling. Yeah, it and really was. That that was probably the role that I not let. It was it was my proudest. Right, right. It was my proudest. I mean, it's not like oh, I'm I love this character, yeah. but it was like wow. No. I do remember that. I remember that scene, and just thinking about it now, it gets chills. Yeah, I get chills because you did such a great I, job. I lived retelling that story. Yeah. Uh, every night I was on stage. Yeah, I was just so powerful. Um, so, you know, I think we can't have this conversation without talking about, um, a certain Christmas gift we gave our parents. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. In fact, my son brought it up the other day. <laughs> tell yeah. us, tell me. Oh, Santo, Santo and I, Santo and I have about a 35 year friendship that, mm -hmm thankfully started with Reading Community Players. Exactly. Um, but we we always had this idea that we were going to write a book <laughs> and it was it was going to be called We Went Our Separate Ways Together. Right. <laughs> but we've um, we've done quite a number of different things. Anyway, um, long long time ago in a land far away, there was a recording studio at the mall <laughs> no less at a mall folks <laughs> and and this was back in the day of um eight tracks and you know cassette, cassette tapes. tapes yeah so picture this sophia petrillo <laughs> yeah. santo and i decided that we were going to give our parents um a, a cassette tape of uh, two christmas songs oh that my we gosh. winter wonderland was yes. the one yes and um Silver Bells. Silver Bells. Was yes. the other. Yes, oh, that was our... I a, still have the tape. I do too. Yeah. The A and B side. We have done a lot. We did a TV pilot where Iris was in. Um, what was one of the leads? We've, You've directed plays that I was in. Mm -hmm. I've, did I direct anything that you were in? Um, you did. There was a play right after I got married. There was a play... Um, High school. Is there life after high school? Is there life after high school? You you did that. I was in that. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a fun show. Yeah. Um, Craig Cornelia and another guy, and I actually I remember this because I always tried to do something on opening night. When I was directing, I would try to you know acknowledge the cast and have a, and I got them to write um, a, a note to the cast. The both the music the mm -hmm. book the librettist and the and the, the lyrics guy wrote us a congratulatory you know opening night thing on sheet music oh my god yeah yeah i still still have that so um yeah so we've done a lot of film tvs you know um all kinds of theater plays is <laughs> we just had a little visitor here uh 
short little doggy. Um, so we're going to wrap up soon, but let, let, um, what do you hope that people today involved with RCP will get from that experience? Because it's different. Things are different. I get it. You know, it's a different world. It is. And, and you know, the, the, the situation that everybody's in now um, has put a, a stop to pretty much everything. You know, Broadway has, has gone black. Um, the, the local theater uh, groups, they're doing everything virtual. Uh, it, it's not the, the live performances like it was before. Um, but in, it, everybody needs an escape. Everybody needs um, to laugh. Everybody needs um, to, to take themselves to a place far, far away. Um, mm -hmm. And kids today, children today, need to have the arts influence or the education. Um, and, and I think community theater provides that. If the schools don't provide it, they don't have the funding for it. Um, community theater will give a little girl, like I was, maybe the opportunity, yeah. you know, to watch a, a show on stage and hope that, you know, maybe that could be her someday. Yeah. Or, you know, a little boy can watch um, a set um, come to life and look at his mom and say, I want to be able to build something like that one day. Or a little girl. Or a little girl. <laughs> and, and, you know, Players has, oh gosh, they've always been welcoming as we've talked about, but they've even reached out to underrepresented mm -hmm. parts of our community um, because we, we want everyone to enjoy, you know, black, brown, white, blue, green, whatever colors, and actually, RCP, I'm really proud of, of the efforts, whether it's producing Lynn Nottage plays, whether it's um, doing something for um, Black History Month. You know, we have people who really care about, and you can't, you know, constantly do, nothing wrong with Sound of Music, but you can't constantly do Sound of Music and expect to, to attract a diverse audience or diverse actors. And so I really, I really am proud of that, that, that we really try to reach out and have tried to constantly reach out and you have to you have to it's community that's that's part of the 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 name of our organization we're the Reading community players and so we need to represent and include the community with what we do and you know what what we offer um, to the neighbor down the street you know to um, the the people that you know live five miles away um, it's it's something that we need in order to stay connected with one another absolutely and you said that you know this this time of covid and things going on we are disconnected and i've always said well in the last seven months i've always said that social distance does not mean social isolation it doesn't have to mean that we're disconnecting from people. It means we're mm -hmm. just smart about how we connect with people and safely and making sure we're taking care of each other. But 
theater and the arts in general are just such a great way to do that. They are. I mean, really that, are. It, it and we're being very creative these days. Folks are doing all kind of fun stuff. You know, it's hard to do it online. It's hard to do it on Zoom or whatever uh, thing you have. Uh, but we're finding ways to do it. So. And and theater shaped the the person I am today. Without writing community players, I probably would have been somebody totally different. But um, I. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh God, yeah. no! That would... <laughs> I don't even want to think about that world. <laughs> but I agree. I absolutely it, agree. It it made me who I am, and it made me appreciate the arts. It made me appreciate the the individuals that put a show together, um, and not only the actors but everybody behind the scenes. Um, and it made me appreciate the friends that I I was fortunate enough to call friends, to call an aunt, to call an uncle, even though they weren't blood relatives. Right. Um, and fortunate, very fortunate, um, to have uh, the practical prof as one of my best friends. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Right back at you. We love uh, Reading Community Players. We are so proud of their legacy. I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to talk. This has been Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends. I was talking with my friend Iris Bellman. Iris, thank you so much for thank talking. Thank you. This was fun. Um, don't forget to listen, download our podcast. It's on every one of your favorite directories, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or well, they're all, all these things. So, yeah. This has been Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends, a production of Marabella Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Practical Prop and Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at The Practical Prop. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.